The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, good up, kitty up. Welcome to Friday Breakdowns. This is a failure to stop podcast, the number one show where police meet society and culture. If you want to support the show, head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating and review. Also, if you want to go that extra mile, being a paid subscriber to our YouTube channel helps us with production costs, helps us with paying this wonderful producer that we have uh, and the big giant staff that we have that runs four shows a week that all are first responder related, but are different. Tuesday nights is night shift with all the mayhem and murder one could like with uh, the beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate every Thursday, giving you all the other news you need. Oh, uh, that's myself and a uh, dead leg media so that you don't sound like an asshole to your civilian friends over the weekend. Then we have Com Center with Drew Breezy's Thursday night, Jonathan Bates. Uh, those guys are rocking with all the dispatcher stuff, breaking down the craziest and most uh, outrageous 911 calls and also fielding some 911 calls from you guys. And then, of course, our Friday flagship show, our breakdowns, which today's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good it's scary. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Uh, get her a bed. Get him a bed. Get him a ghost bed pillow. I see a, a couple of you guys have gotten the pillow since I got the pillow. Talked about it a little bit. Now everybody's getting the pillow. Try not to be like me. Be a little bit more like Drew or a little bit more like uh, Elijah where you get the whole fucking kit and caboodle. Um, but, you know, if, if you can't afford the whole kit and caboodle, get the ghost bed pillow, get the cooling sheets. Use that promo code Wolfpack. Get you 35% off. Also, today's show is brought to you by Rip Pack. Baby, keep that breath fresh. Keep those teeth clean with no water and no toothbrush. Uh, you just pour the powder into your mouth. Let it explode in there like Pop Rocks. Swish it around. Cleans those yellow teeth. Keeps you fresh while you're on the beat, while you're in the meat wagon or the uh, fire engine. Uh, but we love Rip Pack, and they've got a special right now. If you use the promo code Wolfpack, get a discount, but you also get a custom little Wolfpack only package. There's 900 of these bad boys left, um, but for like 10 bucks, you get like 14 packets, something like that. So another great Valentine's Day gift idea for that first responder in your life. Uh, Drew Breezy, Drew Breezy, easy Drew Breezy, my co-host, my partner, my lover, my Valentine's. Do we have any news before we jump in today's topic of discussion? Well, we have news. Uh, if you've been living, unless you've been living under a rock, hopefully you understand or know about this story, but there was an off-duty NYPD officer that died three days after being shot by a career criminal oh, no. during a botched robbery. The officer's name, God rest his soul, is Adib Fayez. Uh, Fayez and his brother-in-law were targeted for an armed robbery. They were carrying a large amount of cash, and they were in the process of uh, meeting someone to purchase a car. Uh, he was shot in the head while trying to buy the car. And um, he was, uh, he's, he's succumbed to his injuries on Tuesday. Unfortunately, he was a five-year NYPD veteran. He was gunned down Saturday night when a man lured him into a dark driveway after arranging to meet, to sell a car through Facebook marketplace. Uh, the suspect has been identified. It's 38-year-old Randy Jones. He was found hiding in a hotel in upstate New York. And Monday uh, after the the botch robbery turned into a homicide is, is when they located him. He was subsequently taken into custody and, as tradition would have it, was restrained with Fiaz's handcuffs. So uh, we're talking about 24000 in cash for a Honda Pilot. Um, just a very sad story. I mean, uh, by all accounts, a good officer, probably a great family man. And um, these are the dangers for like you cops, uh, especially to uh, tell your family members, if you're going to meet somebody for a, a marketplace kind of uh, meeting, you can do it in a, a precinct or sheriff's office or whatever uh parking lot to make it a little bit safer i'm not definitely not second guessing what happened here apparently the brother-in-law in this case was able to get his his gun and return fire on the suspect which is uh, somewhat heroic uh but just a sad sad story out of out of new york i mean we we definitely don't like to see the 
the good guys go down in a, in a robbery. I mean, he wasn't, we don't like to see the good guys go down anyway, but this right. today we're going to talk about the good guys going down. Uh, also not in a blaze of glory, but in a blaze of blue on blue Saratoga. That's in New York, right? It sure is. It's New York's got a lot of crazy stuff happen, man. There was a woman in New York, uh, this week who was, uh, removed from the funeral home. I mean, from the, uh, hospice care center and sent to the funeral home, uh, to the crematorium only to find out she was still alive. Wow. So we know that New York has a history of not giving a shit about old people and retirement homes, but uh, right. a lot of bad stuff happening uh, in New York lately. And it just seems like there's a lot of news coming out of New York. No wonder my town is flooded with New Yorkers. Uh, I think everybody's town is flooded with New Yorkers. Yeah, nobody wants to be in New York. Um, that's crazy. It's Ted's cool, cool dude's birthday. I will sing him happy birthday, but I'll do it at the end of the show because we have a lot to get through today. Today's show, the topic of discussion is Harry Denman, the muzzle stamp seen around the world. We're also going to cover a blue on blue de- uh, deadly force. Luckily, the officer didn't die um, in this uh, this blue on blue but uh definitely something that we should talk about and needs to be talked about while it's still relevant so we kind of got a twofer for you today but first i want to jump into the muzzle stamp heard around the world uh this case is important to me only mainly because the first time i heard about it was the weekend of thanksgiving uh where a family member of mine really you gotta remember our, our thanksgiving gatherings if you didn't follow our show before my thanksgiving uh is is there's 32 there's 32 of us and we all get together every thanksgiving all 32 at a massive table at a big giant lake house it's really beautiful and it's awesome um everybody kind of pitches in um and and makes it just really great we hire a photographer to get uh, family photos so everybody gets the christmas family photos it's a big to do but when you have 32 people that you love it's inevitable that something uh is going to spark right like some kind of political debate or or something you know so in this case it was law enforcement related and and it was this case and that particular gentleman that i had the discussion with is an awesome guy i love him he's relative family member but he says i can't find i can't see in any way shape or form in any world where whatever the suspect did where he gives up places his hands behind his back that he should be booted in the face by police and i saw the tape at the time and i says hey that's I'd love to see the rest of the tape before I make my decision. Now, people get so offended by this. I say it with every case, though, whether the cops are right or wrong. I say it for every case. I don't want to see your 10 second video. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the 10 second video of the suspect being an asshole for 10 seconds. I don't want to see the 10 second video of the cop being an asshole for 10 seconds. I want to see the totality of the thing because perception is never reality. Right. Not reality. Perception is what you perceive is not always reality. Sometimes it's reality. I guess I shouldn't say never reality, but you can't look at perception as reality. You have to look at it as that's the perception. And then we look at the totality of circumstances. We make an educated guess. Same with COVID. Same with the vaccine. Same same with everything. Don't make a definite. The, the COVID vaccine is safe. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that it's not not safe. Don't say that either. You got to wake these things out, folks. And in this case, I waited it out. And lo and behold, Drew. I may have been right. I don't know. I wanted to show you this. I wanted to share it to you. Now, I'm going to show you the 10-second clip that this man was referred to. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this. This is the 10-second clip that the whole world uh, on Twitter and blew up. Now, there wasn't any riots because this is a a white guy. These are uh, officers of color versus a white guy, so nobody really cares about that. So we don't have to worry about the the burning or anything like that. But there was a lot of outrage on Twitter, a lot of – and and you know what's sad? It's a lot of veterans – you know, veterans uh, and other cops, actually, and other cops. There's no excuse for this. It makes us all look bad. No, what makes us look bad is when you guys jump to conclusions like you do, like yeah. you do with Yavaldi, like you do with any of these fucking cases. Just everybody needs to knock that off. So here we go. Here's the 10 second clip that was seen around the world. And a lot of people have some things to say about it. We'll see what you guys have to say. Uh, go ahead and get ready to blow up these comments in the chats because I know you guys are going to have a lot to say. Here we go. Bro, Rewind it just a little bit. Here we go. Warning: Graphic video. View discretion is advised. Oh, oh. What's going on? Oh, little muzzle shocked right to the face. So for those of you who are just listening and not watching, you hear a grown ass man. Uh, 
He was making the sounds of somebody who's literally just been knocked the fuck out. Um, he's on his knees. His hands are behind his back. The cop runs in. Football punts him in the face. That knocks him out. He then uh, the other training, uh, the other officer who was with him, um, who happens to be a rookie, goes and stomps a dude's head on the way down, bounces off this beautiful tile floor, making him make all these noises as a, a knocked out human being would make. I've heard these at the skate park a thousand times. People get knocked out. You know, you're out. You're out cold, man. You make some noises sometimes. Then uh, the guy lifts his head back up. The other officer takes the muzzle of his uh, rifle and um, strokes him in the face with it. Just gives him a good spear, a good Spartan spear jab right to the cheek that cuts him open. It's going to make a little bit of blood uh, ooze out of the face there. And the training officer <laughs> doing exactly what his, or the rookie doing exactly what his training officer does, goes ahead and tags him in the back of the head with his thing. Um, and then they subsequently get this guy into handcuffs. Let's let it play out. What's your problem? Hey, can you shut me down? You know where it's going? Oh, yes. So he is handcuffed. He is handcuffed, laying on the ground. They say, where is the gun? And the dude does make an affirmative movement with his shoulder. Now, his hands are cuffed. The cop gives a good old... What was the what was the player for the Giants that punted that ball? Uh, Matt Dodge? I don't know. Gives him a good Matt Dodge punt right to the face. Blood goes everywhere. He's handcuffed. And now he is... Well, was now he's it, vomiting. Was it to the face? Just been, was it to the face or was it like the side of his? Let's replay it real quick. We'll replay it one more time, but I'm pretty sure that's the face. Hey, can you shut it down? You know where the gun? Shut it down. Where's the gun? Oh. Okay, so yeah, it's not a kick to the face. It looked like the face because it cuts the video off. But yeah, it was to the back. It was to his back. Me. Yeah. Um, me. Okay, looks really bad. Right, it. I mean, it looks bad, but there, looks but bad. just like you said from the beginning, there's there's a whole story here. It's not there's a whole story here, man. It's it's crazy that we say that. Uh, you know, and, and that's why I always say it because nine times out of ten, there's much more to the story. Thought there was going to be much more to the story, um, to the Memphis beatdown, and kind of find out there is more to that story. These guys may be gang members, two of them, two out of the five might be gang members. There's a lot more unraveling about that case. Um, there's also some stuff that we've heard uh, from a source that says he got it from the FBI and, and another source in a different state that said that they also heard this from the FBI, which means to me it's a rumor because like what FBI agents talking to somebody in Florida and in somebody in Arizona, I don't know. Whatever the rumor mill's going around about that case. I'm not even going to say the rumor because it's just that. It's a rumor. But in the end, there will be something more that comes out of the story. I have a feeling that it'll it'll make the cops look even worse. Um, but we'll see. But in this case, what the we have here is... The former cops. Not not the cops. It's not going to make all cops right. look worse. It's going to make those former cops look those worse. Those former cops look bad. Yeah, I don't think there's any hope for those dudes. Um but this right here, let's see what the people in the chats are saying because this is a live show. And then we don't normally do this. We usually wait till the end to acknowledge the chats. But I think I'd like to see what everybody has to say about it. Um, uh, it's all good. Oh, let's see here. The gun is right on the table behind the cop. Uh, kicked him in the shoulder. He shot at the cop. Okay, so you guys already know a lot of this story. Some guy, Somebody in the chat says it's fucking Hollywood. Um Windows controlling someone who fights ever look pretty. That's true. Uh, they knew he had a gun and probably thought he was trying to roll over and position himself to grab it. So really not as much, I guess more people know the story than I thought. Um, M says, I'd like to know how this all started. Very good. You know, when you look at the Twitter for this and you look at the headlines for this and, and you know how the news will play a story and then they'll have comments below. None of the comments are good. I'm surprised that in our chats, which is normally a lot of opinionated folks, uh, I thought we'd have more debate here, but I guess you guys already know the whole story. Unfortunately, it's all perception. Actual facts don't matter. Um, but I, when I was reading the Twitter file, I literally saw a police officer say, um, you know, this would never fly in his department. This would never go down. No, we should ever treat somebody like this. 
Um, but let's play the whole let's play the whole video now. Here we go. Phoenix police released some edited video today of an intense arrest, which has two officers now on leave. Yeah, the police report says the two officers had been fighting with 38 year old that has these officers on leave. Well, not on paid leave as an investigation is carried out, but it has them on leave. I think I found it curious too. The first thing he said is uh, police have released an edited video. Yes, that's that's that there it is too. Right. Um, a lot of manipulation going on in the words of the media and not surprising, right? Like we're all, we all know that mainstream media is 98% bullshit. Um, right. and here's, you know, more evidence and proof of that. Now, what's funny about this is though, is that in this particular news one, when you read the comments, it's, you know, good, those guys should be arrested and blah, blah, blah. And good. They should be on administrative leave. They should be in handcuffs and in prison. <laughs> Had this news reporter just said that they're on paid leave. I hope all these Harry people are Denman sorry. last month after Denman shot at their patrol car outside a Phoenix gas station. Elliot Polakoff is live in the newsroom with what happened as these officers took Denman into custody. Elliot. Jamie and Jared, we had previously seen cell phone video of this incident that took place at a quick trip near 59th Avenue and Buckeye Road in Phoenix. That showed both officers head stomping Denman and hitting him with their guns. Now we have video of what led up to these actions, as well as body camera footage of what the officers were doing. The new video released by Phoenix Police shows the two officers walking out of the quick trip to their patrol car when they're approached by Denman. Denman pulls out a handgun and starts shooting at the patrol car as it pulls away, striking the car's spotlight and frame before he heads inside the quick trip, gun in hand. The officers then return into the store to confront Denman, who puts his hands in the air and drops to his knees. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Where's the gun at? You can hear Denman groaning as one officer holds his gun over the 38-year-old. Denman then responds to the officers while on the ground. The man received injuries during the arrest and was taken to a local hospital before being booked into jail. Both officers were uninjured. Both officers were assigned to the South Mountain oh, Precinct. That's One has been with the department for six years, the other for less than a year. Now, Phoenix Police oh, are conducting great. both an administrative and criminal investigation into the officer's actions, which will be turned over to the Maricopa County Attorney's Office for review. Conclusions about whether the actions of the officers are consistent with the department policy and the law will not be made until all facts are known and the investigation is complete. Now, the Phoenix Law Enforcement Association did release a statement this evening in response to the released video saying, upon contact, the officers believed Demon was still armed and dangerous and that they took swift and decisive action to prevent him from hurting them or any of the customers inside of the quick trip. But Phoenix Police Chief Michael Sullivan, he has said he is not happy about the officers' actions. He says that what is depicted in that video, not how we train, and is not aligned with the core values of the Phoenix Police Department. And here we go. So even was that you said that was the chief? Yeah. So, you know, this is this is uh, Drew. Listen, I say it every time, dude, and I know you're going to hate it, but these chiefs are just voices of the city manager. This, these are they're just talking heads, my friend, because they say what they have to say. They say what they have to say. It is absurd to think that these officers in that 10 second video, if I'm the police chief, I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying anything. You can burn my city down. I don't care. I'm not saying anything because I don't know. I'm not going to say what I don't know. That's not how police conduct themselves. That's not how we conduct ourselves. If we go to your house and you're covered in blood and there's a knife in your wife's or fiance's chest and you're covered in blood, I don't get to just arrest you for murder because the reception is you murdered your wife. We don't know the totality. We don't know the story. We don't know if you try to give her CPR because you found her that way. No, we take you, we detain you, and we try to start putting bricks in the old detective wall. When we don't have any bricks put in that wall. We release you until we get bricks to put in the wall. There's, there, is a, there is a way that the justice system is supposed to play out. And when we just perceive that somebody is guilty and we make statements like that, we are retarding the justice system. We're retarding what the whole system is supposed to be for. Okay. Which is preventing witch hunts. No, no, no. I, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I don't, I don't. Here's we differ slightly in this, and I'm not defending what this chief said. I'm, I'm not a fan of what this chief said. I, I will defend 
being a chief is probably not that easy as in, let me just not address this at all because, um, I, I think a better way to go about this would be for the chief to say something like, well, in the moment when, <laughs> when you're trying to apprehend an, an armed and dangerous individual who just essentially took a shot at you with an active firearm, um, you know, the adrenaline is going to get to you. And, and we secured the individual the way we needed to secure him. And he is in jail because of that. And thankfully our officers are, safe and alive and the uh the prisoner is safe and alive so let's let's all <laughs> let's look at it that way what he that's not what he said though i i don't think that he's just a voice though for the city manager i think he is a voice for the department in the sense that he knows that he's going to have to sacrifice either community legitimacy or officer satisfaction and he knows he's got to play this balance somewhere in the middle where he's like look, I, I've got to eat something here. I got to say something. I can't not say anything. Do you think I he could watch the whole video? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Th and then make a statement because if you watch the whole video and then you make a statement, you could say combat is never pretty. And what we saw here was somebody trying to take two of my officer's lives. Yeah. In a random act of terror. Right. And he was subdued. Now we will go back and look at how he was subdued right. and if we could do better in the future. But as yeah. of right now, our hearts are with the officers who were attempted to be murdered. Yeah. And he also agree. brought a suspect into custody without taking his own life, even though deadly force uh, may or may not have been appropriate at this time. But we are looking into this as a department and we'll have more to follow up in a few weeks. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I think there, there may have been a better way to go about this as in, um, you know, you're, you're looking at the, it, it doesn't, of course it doesn't look good. It's, it's never going to look good, but in the totality of circumstances, this, this was a potentially deadly force situation and the officers did not employ deadly force. They chose not to, and they, they secured him the way that they should have secured him. But, um, I, I don't, I, I think just like getting back to what we were saying a second ago, I, I differ with their mouthpieces for the city manager because I think they operate on their own autonomy sometimes. And they say, they just say bad things. They say, you know, they say things like that, that they know they're going to, they're going to give up capital within their own department in the form of morale, uh, which right now is a very trying time. Like people are bailing on uh, police departments because Exactly. Because of this, because your own chief bailed on you before you were even cleared. By the way, these officers, as of this week, have been completely cleared from the shooting. Yeah, uh, well, ha have they been administratively? I know they've been. You you, you mentioned they've been legally cleared. I, I the DA said no criminal charges. Uh, and what was the justification of no criminal charges? You you said it. Uh, you told me earlier. What was the? Uh, because uh, because of what they used were defensive techniques that were not aimed to uh, inflict. Um, permanent damage you know uh that all the force that they used was distracting force um you know it, it, the, the lawyer you know i'm a c student at best so I, I can't speak like a lawyer speaks but essentially what he was saying is that they could have used a a lot more force yeah. and they didn't and the force that they did use was actually minimal um hindsight this is <laughs> Right. But this is exactly what I, you know, I've said this a few times on this show. This is a, an instance where just because you can use deadly force doesn't mean you should. In this, in this instance, I mean, it, it kind of panned out. Like they secured the suspect and, and they went home at the end of the shift. And, you know, we know that that's the goal. And, but um, it, it's, <laughs> it's a very fine line to walk because, um, you know, this doesn't look good when the guy is handcuffed and, and I, I can tell you that kick though, that, that the FTO gave, he's, he's got a full on rifle, which should be addressed in the, uh, by the chief, like as in, yeah, well, you, you guys are seeing a kick. I'm seeing an officer trying to control a subject and teach his recruit, but at the same time, he doesn't have any hands free. And he, he, he delivered a swift kick to the guy's back and if you look at the kick, it is very, it's, it's precise. It's, it's, it's not a, uh, 
Garo Upremian or uh, you know whatever punter you used. It's it's not like that. He used a, a swift defensive tactics, you know, brief but definite period of time kind of kick to control the subject. And guess what? It worked. And this is the ultimate goal of any defensive uh, of any uh, use of force. It's to gain control. And I, I know, uh, you know, there may be some questions about me being the chief. I would say I know there may be some questions about the fact that he was handcuffed and we're going to address those. But in the totality um, the officers acted how they thought they needed to act at the time, and thankfully they weren't killed. Simple. Yeah, so tactical dudes, as I think an officer-involved shooting in this case would not have, would have been less controversial. That is why we're going to bring up this next video um, here uh, in the later part of the show to kind of show you um, that deadly force, you know, sometimes is prettier. Now, one of the things I'd like to mention is that if you, for the listeners that are hearing this and not seeing it, those rounds, the first round, by, by the way, the, these, this is a training officer and his rookie. And I want to address that a rookie is taught and almost, um, I don't want to use the word manipulated, but brainwashed, <laughs> another bad term, uh, <laughs> into mimicking and following. We watch movies, right? How often do you see, hey, rookie, you stay on my hip. Whatever I do, you do. You understand? If you want to live. I mean, the movie Fury. Hey, if you want to stay alive in this tank, you do exactly what I say. When I say to do it, I want you on me like white on rice. You know, we see it in all those movies because that's real. <laughs> that's how a training officer says, like, my responsibility is you for nine weeks. If you want to live out here on the mean streets and you want to run and gun with me, you better stay up on my hip and do exactly what I do and when I do it, which is why I have a problem with a lot of rookies getting hemmed up in the Derek Chauvin thing because oh, I do too. you were told to literally be a sure. zombie well. and, and, and in focus. And that's why you're on training for 18 weeks because then your brain starts to form its own opinions and the way you want to do things. And you start taking note and by 18 weeks, you're like, all right, when I'm off training, I'm going to not do it that way. I want to do it this way, vice versa. But in those first like nine weeks, bro, you don't even, you can't, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even tell you the, the street names of, or the names of the people I arrested in my first nine weeks. I had no idea where I was at or what I was doing or maybe what I even arrested them for because you are literally taking a fire hose of knowledge to the face. You know, you're like a little boy that's trying to drink out of a water hose that somebody has kinked and then like open the kink and just blast you in the face. Um, so what you see in this video is an exact is exactly that, which what I spoke on for the Chauvin case is you have a rookie that's literally, literally mimicking every move. He kicks, I kick. It's like when I dip, you dip, we dip. I put my hand, you know, when I muzzle, break your face. I might as well break your face. Uh, that's another rap by Susan B. Empathy. Susan um, B. Empathy, I believe, yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, when he strikes him in the back of the head with a muzzle, with, with his uh, with his with his muzzle, um, the rookie does the same thing, and that's because it's monkey see, monkey do at this point. That's it's not exactly racist that. because these are both uh, pretty much Caucasian men, so we can say. Yeah. But that, that's exactly what I said to you when, when we talked about this. I said, it's monkey see, monkey do. And what, what was your response immediately? Do you remember? No, probably like, yeah. You, no, you said, no, that's, well, one's an FTO and, and the other's a trainee. And it just, the light bulb went off, yeah. and, you know, like, oh, okay, well, that makes complete sense. I mean, yep. it's, it, it doesn't to anybody else that's ever done this job. And I wouldn't expect it to like, you know, I, I had this Uvalde debate way long ago with, with this like housewife basically and zero life experience other than being somebody's, you know, wife. And she was browbeating me and, and telling me how I was wrong about what these officers did. And I was trying to tell her, I, I'm basing my information on 29 years of experience and I'm basing it on having responded to active shooter like scenarios, not like in a school. I'm also basing it on my administrative knowledge. Like I'm, I'm listing all this stuff. And then of course that turns into, well, all you're doing is throwing your resume in my face and you're showing off. Well, no, I happen to know the job. And I also happen to know that unless you have walked a mile in those moccasins, you're not going to be able to judge anybody. Yeah. I'm and not telling you how to do the dishes. <laughs> Not, I am not telling you what sandwich to make. So like, <laughs> I'm just, not telling you that you're putting too much jelly on that man's peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You have totally corrupted me, Susan B. Empathy. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that is that is the reality. 
and, and okay, so maybe it's not applauded. Maybe maybe he pulls, maybe that FTO pulls the rookie aside later and says, look, dude, I appreciate what you did here. We got the guy in custody. It, tell me what you think of this or tell me what you saw. And then he goes into, look, just because I do something doesn't mean you have to do something. So, But you said to do exactly what I do and to stay on my hip at all times. I, I, know, I know I said that. I know I said that. I know I said that, but Damn this it. is a completely contradictory career field, kid. Just get used to it. Get used to it. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, there's also this. for those, and, and this is what I was going to say before we went on this tangent. For those of you who are just listening and didn't see it, the first round strikes the light, um, the spotlight, the, field light, the spotlight, which is right next to your face. Yeah. So had the light not been there, the officer would have taken that round probably to either the throat or the face, or at least the collarbone just above the vest. The second shot that this man fired for no reason, hit the a frame about head level of the officer. So had the a frame not have been there, the officer would have taken it in the face. We're talking guys, we're talking about three inches between life and death. Life is a game of inches. This officer survived both both gunshots with less than three inches to spare. Now, if you had three inches to save your life, you're not going to hit that on the range. No. If that last shot for you to pass that, that stress qual is three inches, you're probably going to miss. But this suspect, luckily, I don't know how it happened. His shot group is very tight. And he just missed. And, and when you get out of your car and you see a bullet hole like that, you, you can't not see it. And you know that you've done nothing. You went to the QT, right? Get that free coffee. For us, it was free coffee and a free donut. One a night. One free donut a night and as many free coffees as you wanted. So hitting the QT, I mean, that's every cop. If you got a QT on your beat, that's where you go. That's where you go to take a piss. They got the cleanest bathrooms. You They're open 24-7. They're open 24-7. Um, and they love to see you because they don't want to get robbed. Yeah. And they're like, oh, whew, cops here. So not going to get robbed again tonight. That's great. Um, so and they have the best hot dogs, too, by the way. Um, oh, my God, Eric. <laughs> and they're good for you. Uh, high in sodium, which is good for your heart. Um, so you get the you're going in there for your coffee and for your donut. And you're a rookie and you're a training officer and, and the night's going pretty good. And they just got they received a call while they were in the QT. So they go out to their car and this bizarro man comes out and says something to him. They wave to him like a friendly wave, make a gesture. I'm guessing that gesture is that I have, we have to, we have a call, we have to leave. And as they go to back out, homeboy pulls out a gun and takes two shots at their patrol vehicle and runs back into the QT. Now I have four children, one on the way, five children. When I had my first child, Duke, and I got in my first use of force where somebody tried to kill me. And we've talked about it on the show before. There was an anger. There was a rage inside of me that didn't develop until after the fight was over. And I wanted to go back and hunt this guy down. And when he got out of prison, I wanted to f make sure that he never thinks it's okay to try to kill me again, ever. Like, how dare you? It's this, how, da how dare you? There are people dying from climate change. How dare I know how Greta feels. <laughs> these cops felt just like Greta Thornburg. So I have some Susan B. Empathy for these guys. Pretty much. So when that, uh, I, I know that that training officer, it was offensive to him. He was like, yeah. you fucking tried to kill my rookie. You motherfucker. And he says it. You tried to kill me, motherfucker. Yeah. You, or you, yeah, you broke my spotlight. <laughs> But uh, but uh, no. Do you know how long it takes to get your spotlight fixed? Even when oh, the ball turns out. Plus, let's let's not talk about the capital of a of an FTO car. Like if you've got a nice FTO SUV, you're not you're not getting anything. <laughs> Once that shits out for body repair, it's gone for months. You're in some bullshit. Uh, Vic, you're going back you know, to the old Vicky. Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. So, but, but on a serious note, you're a thousand percent right that the the first bullet hits the spotlight then the second bullet hits the a, a pillar guess where the third bullet would have gone if if you go in that diagonal tra trajectory the third bullet was was destined for his 
either his vest or his face. I mean, that's, that's, thank God it wasn't fired. Now let's also break down what, uh, use of deadly force is. It's the threat of death or great bodily, the imminent threat of death or great bodily harm to yourself or to someone else. If this were, let's just say, and I know it wasn't, if this were noon and he fired two rounds at these officers and ran into a bank, does he not have a bank full of hostages at that point? So do you not have a duty and obligation to take care of this threat here? Like what, what other reason would you have to shoot two police officers then run into a business other than to shoot other people? So, I, I mean, they bravely threw the car and parked, got out of the car and ran inside you're damn right their adrenaline is, is flowing through their veins. And um, luckily, it turned out the way it did without them having to kill anybody, without that guy killing anybody else and securing them the way they did. And if if there was an, if there's none of the kicks or, or muzzle or whatever you want to call it looked extracurricular, it looked like it was part of the of the moment. I'm not saying that it was justified. I'm not saying that it was the greatest tactic in the world, but it didn't look like it was done out of vengeance. It looked like it was done out of control or they were on autopilot, which is the first thing we teach every officer. Build that muscle memory. It's going to take over for you when the adrenaline kicks in. And that's uh, what somebody in the chat says that they would have shot through the window. No, you wouldn't have. You would have done exactly what those cops did, and that's dive behind that radio. They were probably making out. They were so close. They both went like this. They both sank into that center compartment, fighting over that laptop. Probably snapped the laptop because when even if somebody's shooting at you at sim runs, first thing you do is dive behind that engine block. Uh, they were already in reverse. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know that. Like, I don't know that shooting back. I, I'm I guarantee you by the time that they popped their head back up, that dude was already back inside. So, um, plus you don't want to go shooting through your windshield into a gas station. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you know there's nobody in there, maybe go for it. But, um, no, but you know, the, and then somebody says it, it, it was suicide by cop. I don't care about suicide by cop. I, I don't even want to hear that term ever. Um, I don't let my rookies talk about suicide by cop because I don't want them to have too much Susan B. Empathy. I don't give a shit. Suicide by cop is murder. Murder, suicide is still murder. If you murder your girlfriend and then kill yourself, you're still a murderer. You're, it, it, just because it's suicide doesn't give you some kind of like you know, I, guilt, it's like you're trying to guilt trip us out of doing it. Like, and I hate it because it's going to get cops killed and it will get cops killed. Um, so I don't, I, it's murder. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's suicide by murder, not suicide by cop. It's suicide by murder. You're trying to murder me to kill yourself. And I, I don't, I don't like that shit at all. And I don't like it when cops have empathy for people who point guns at them. My department did it several times where a man came out and just was like, shoot me, shoot me. That is a gamble. I'm not willing to take. Okay, I'll fucking shoot you. That's the way you want to go. I'm going to shoot you because we're taking that gamble way too many times and it doesn't play out. Um, that's why I have full on support for Officer. Uh, is it uh, Ben? Is it Darby? Well, Darby was the uh, the mental health guy uh, that he went into the house. And then sure right. is the guy that from, I think, Michigan that was wrestling with the guy on the lawn and shot him in the yeah, back. Darby's the one that shot to do with the shotgun, right? Yeah, I think so. It, it was, yeah, uh, so like I was all for what he did. Um, suicide yes. by cop, I hate that. I don't give a shit if he's suicide by cop. He fucking tried to murder a cop, and there's no way he didn't because he didn't aim for that A-frame, and he didn't aim for that light. He aimed for that cop that he was just talking to in a parking lot that was just trying to get coffee and a fucking donut. Yeah. And I cannot imagine the rage that I would feel inside that I didn't lay that dude down because that dude tried to kill me. And I let him live. And that would suck to have to live with the rest of your life. I'd rather have gone in there and shot that dude 10 times and been, let that be over. They didn't, though, because we're, we're, it's a different time that we've, we've grown up in. I have no problem with them kicking this guy in the face. I have no problem with the muzzle strap. One of the cops I said in the chats, not in our chats, but in the chats of the news, is, is that was a muzzle punch. We are not trained to do that in the police department. Okay, well, we're not trained to do a lot of things. We do. <laughs> Um, we're not trained to get shot at either, but it right. you know, there are things that you're going to do that you weren't trained to do. I wasn't, 
terrain to run into a burning building. I mean, I've never done this. I actually watched one of my comrades do it. Um, I was like, good luck. I'm not doing that. Um, you know, he wasn't trained or she wasn't trained to run into a burning building, but she did it. Yeah. And she, you know, and she got a, a, a you know, a, a life-saving award for doing it. You know, we do things that we're not trained to do all the time. I guarantee you that if you're fighting the fucking jujitsu champion of the world for your life, for your children's lives, you're going to pull out a whole bunch of moves that you didn't know were possible. <laughs> gouging that dude's eyes with your thumbs we didn't teach you to do that so i don't have a problem with muzzle punching this dude at all muzzle punching is a little bit of a, of a fine line because somebody can grab that muzzle then you're in a real then you're in a real debacle um but striking somebody in the back of the head with your with your gun like that i don't see too much of a problem with it. it's a you know target Look, I, of opportunity i i i think the public would be is you know, they're probably horrified by what they saw, but of course they're not going to take into account the front part of the video one. And two, I, I just want to simply look into the, I, I want to walk into that newsroom because both those dudes had green ties on. I do. I was about to say that, but I was like, you know, what? I'm going to keep it serious. Maybe it, it was blue suits and green ties. Maybe and this it was, was in October. Like this is like October 30th. So I, I just, not St. Oh, Patrick's well, day. Yeah. Well, maybe it was a costume of some sort, but I, but I, I just want to look at them dead in the eye and say, what would you do? What exactly would you do? What would your reaction be? I mean, oh, really, they would, what, what would you do? Like, are you telling me that you would just say, sir, can you please get on the ground? And if you don't, I, I would prefer you don't go for that weapon in the fucking, in your waistband that you just tried to kill me. With. Like, yeah. give me a fucking break. This is, this is the real world, right? <laughs> and this is exactly what happens. I mean, you get shot at, and you're going to tune a dude up and it's not, we're not canonizing anybody for it. We're not making them heroes. We're not like, man, let's celebrate the fact that he kicked them in the skull and it's not happening that way. I am All saying I see is a, he did something that he had to do. He did, he did what he had to do. I, I, I agree with, or, or he did what his, his body told him to do given a very stressful <laughs> moment. His brain's like, kick that bitch. He's like, all right, I got it. Bam. He's like, Hit that bitch in the back of the head with your muzzle. Got it, bro. Bow. Like I, just, I, I don't think, yeah, they, they weren't fighting to be the first through the door just to get a couple cheap shots in. I, I don't think that was the case at all. No, I, mean, I didn't see any cheap shots at all. Like, I mean, I just saw like, I saw, honestly, I, I the, the trainee, the training officer, not the trainee, but the officer that trains the trainee, like I saw, like that kick to the back right there. That was like, I, I could see his brain wanting to do so much more to that guy. Right. And him not doing it like I, I, I could see him more like, oh, I wish I could just keep doing that over and over and right. over and over and over and over and over again, mm. you know. Um, uh, and then the gun was on the counter. I, I like this is like the definition of fuck around and find out. Like, you know, again, murder by cop if that's what you want to do. Um, if you take two shots at a cop, dude. I mean, your options are bleed out slowly because you got shot in the chest multiple times or suffer a concussion and vomit all over the floor because you just got knocked the fuck out like three times in a row. You're welcome. Like who cares? <laughs> saved your life. You're welcome. And now uh, the only, the only other question I have on that case, Eric is who was that the surveillance video from the QT or was that the clerk taking video surveillance from the, from okay. the one was the body camera footage. Um, okay. And then the other one was the uh, footage from I, the, I mean, because you also want to point out to America, yeah, the, the clerk's alive too. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for my service. Um, <laughs> let's make that two free donuts every night. So um, we're going to go through one more. We have about 15 minutes left on this show, and it's a good hot 15 minutes. Uh, so I, I don't want to downplay this 15 minutes at all. But today's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. GhostBed's been a loyal suspense. Uh, loyal sponsors since the beginning they're now on for season three baby coming at you with 35 percent off our favorite thing about ghost bed is that they're made in the good old usa 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 um we love them absolutely love them they got those cooling sheets that cooling technology so it feels like you're on the cool side of the bed all the time you stay hard while staying cool baby Stay hard while staying cool. Um, they got the adjustable base, 0% uh, down, 0% financing. Um, that's if you've got uh, QT credit. Um, 
And, and we just, dude, this is one of those companies that literally supports law enforcement. Mental health starts with a good night's sleep. Do it on a ghost bed. Use that promo code Wolfpack. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Flowers die in a matter of weeks. That ghost bed pillow lasts you about solid two years. Um, if you're me, it'll last you a lifetime. So um, get you one and of them. Get you a ghost you, bed. Get you a ghost bed pillow. If promo you play your cards right, Valentine's Day ends on a ghost bed. Oh, yeah. Dude, why? I saw a meme today. Why take your girl to a $400 a night hotel on Valentine's Day just to do the same two positions for the same two minutes that you do in your bedroom? You yeah. know, take that $400, put it down on a ghost bed. And the oh, love right. will just keep going. You can have that same two-minute experience over and over again without having to pay $400 a night over and over again. You'll drop $1,200 on Valentine's Day. Easy. Or you can just stay inside, drop $1,200 on a new bed. Yeah. Light some candles for another additional 99 cents and uh, make make your fifth child. And, and then the heart. next 10, you're covered for the next 10 Valentine's Days, basically. Basically, basically. Um, all right, let's go through this other footage real quickly. Uh, this happens in, this is in um, Denmark. No, it's not in Denmark. It's Susan B. Empathy. Saratoga Springs. Uh, I hope I'm saying that. Yeah, it's Saratoga Springs. Now, I'm from western New York, so this is uh, probably about four hours away, maybe five hours away from where I was born and raised. Which is 45 minutes from Denmark. This is kind of close to the Vermont border, the the uh, officer involved. So let me set this up real quick. Broadway, uh, first of all, the bars don't close in New York State until 4 a.m. They now close at 2 a.m. in Saratoga because of this incident, so from what I understand. They petitioned the liquor board to get them to close earlier. Broadway is a very popular area in Saratoga, and, um, you know, there's a club down there somewhere, and they went to, um, uh, there was there was a group of officers around the corner. In fact, you'll see them running in a second here. There was a group of officers around the corner, and they heard commotion, and they heard shooting. They came around the corner, and they saw a guy waving a gun, and they ordered him to drop the gun several times. And he didn't comply, so they shot him. And once they secured him, they they came to find out he was an off-duty officer from another jurisdiction, from another state, actually, from Vermont. He, you know, which is close by. I think he might have even lived in Saratoga. Um, I'm not second-guessing this officer because there's a lot of facts that are out there. Uh, this off-duty officer, I am. I have a couple of questions. I'm not second guessing any of the Saratoga Springs officers. They, they rounded the corner and they saw a guy with a gun. That's all they knew. Uh, but I want to play the whole thing through. Then we can break it down from there. Unless you want me to no, stop. And let's just say he didn't, they didn't just see a guy with a gun and shoot him. Uh, no, 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 no. They, they gave a lot of commands. Yeah. They so very, very, before you don't watch this, don't hang up and be like, Oh, the cop, you know, watch. no, they very clearly gave him several commands. <laughs> Ooh, that cop in front is so lucky he didn't get tagged. Okay, seven commands is what I heard. And and drop the gun, drop the gun, drop the gun, drop the gun, put the gun down, put the gun down. And you're right. This is the other thing that's a, a very important training uh, issue. We talk about flagging all of the time, and this is a classic example. This th th there's a uh, there's an officer that's about to leapfrog the officer giving commands. The officer giving commands is obviously frozen in sort of a, I guess, a tactical position or tactically advantaged position. There's there's an innocent in between the guy with the gun and this other officer is about to leapfrog right in the line of fire one and two. Uh, he's about to step on a cardboard box, which could take his feet right from under him. I'm sure these aren't things that you're thinking about in the moment, but Seven, seven different times they told this guy to drop the gun. Shoot her and get her to stop screaming. <laughs> this is, uh, okay, so this is what happened. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> they, by the way, she was grazed in this. and there She is was? 
there, yeah, there is pending litigation. There, that's why not a whole lot of details are out about this whole thing. Okay. Why now, was she just standing there though? Like they're like, get out of the way, get out, or, or drop the gun, drop the gun. She's just standing literally in the middle of the sidewalk. Like, okay, uh, she is the off-duty uh, officer's girlfriend, and supposedly. Oh, really? Yeah. At one and two, he was either just shot or he just shot somebody else in an altercation. Apparently what happened is, and we'll see it here from the surveillance camera, there was some type of, of altercation before the Saratoga Springs police. Why is, there, why is there an altercation at 3 a.m.? Outside of a bar. Probably because the bars are winding down or, and, and that's, that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, like this is, this was my life as a shift commander. Uh, it's three o'clock. Let's head over to, waters in manhattan because there's about to be a shooting uh all right here we go no no audio just yet but you can see right here in this corner in front of the red car for those who are listening which makes no sense anyway there is a there is an altercation you can see a guy in a brown coat who's now at the hood of the car he um moved his coat back to kind of show them that he had a gun he has now retrieved that gun with his right hand and he's running up the the business area you can see him walking by the the cardboard box that the other officer you know what i'm saying so you can even see it i don't know if you can make it out or not but his girlfriend actually pulls his arm as the officers are approaching his girlfriend pulls his arm like, you know, you better listen to them or I, I don't know what she was saying, but uh, pulls them to safety, essentially, into the doorway. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! She just go full like pig. Broadway, what's your cross? Okay, so there's, let me, let me just start by saying there's a, there's a reason I'm a Floridian. Um, New York state's a little messed up. I'm not questioning any of these cops. I'm not questioning any of, uh, I'm not even questioning the off duty officer. Although I don't think that it's a good idea that if you know, you're going to be in a bar somewhere, um, party until three in the morning that you have your gun on you. I, I don't, I don't know what each individual policy is uh, for each individual department. I know ours specifically said where I worked was if you're in an, if you're in an establishment whose primary purpose is to serve alcohol, you, you will not have your firearm on you. That's just the chance you're going to have to take when you go out, but it's also going to protect you from not wanting to shoot a dude when there's a, when there's an altercation that breaks out. I don't know if that's the case. I do know this though, the, the within 10 hours, the, the social media firestorm started and everybody started with, uh, they, they certainly didn't start with, well, this was a cop. This was an off duty cop. They started with, this was a minority that was shot by Saratoga Springs police and they hadn't fired their guns in the previous 29 Three decades. Years. Yeah. 29 years. So, so the, the police commissioner, the mayor, the police commissioner, and then the police chief was at the press conference as well. They decided to do a press conference and they released the body camera. They released whatever details they had to quell this bullshit that's going around because it is a firestorm in 2023 when, or, or this was 2022 when, when a police shooting happens, everybody wants transparency, transparency, and everybody screams about that's why we gave you body cameras. But when you release the body cameras in this particular area, the DA gets furious and says, now you're impeding in my investigation. And she actually went to the judge and 
um, had the judge issue a gag order for the police commissioner, for the mayor, and for the police chief to not talk about this case. So while she's looking at criminal charges for everyone involved, I don't know if she's looking at criminal charges for the police officers. She's probably looking at criminal charges for the office, the off-duty officer, but he was also a victim in this. He was uh, shot at or he confronted a guy with a gun. We don't know what the circumstance is there, but she just went out all out and said, no, you guys aren't going to talk about this anymore. And so what this is, again, where we have the divide sometimes. What is a police commissioner or a police chief to do in a situation like this? Do you do things like we used to do it? Like, I, I, I don't understand, like. Okay, you you probably or you, you, I used to say this years ago when we first started this show. Um, there's a farmer, there there's a there's a sheep dog, and then there are the sheep. And I and I know where you think I'm going with this, but you don't. The farmer can't talk to the sheep dog. They don't speak the same language. He can guide them. He can give them guidance. He can train them in certain ways, but they can't physically talk to each other. And the sheepdog can't talk to the sheep. They don't speak the language. He can guide them. He can do some things here and there that, that the sheep will understand, but they can never actually communicate with each other. They don't speak the same language. So when, when a sheepdog bites a sheep in the back of the ankle, all the sheep knows is that the sheepdog's being an asshole because the sheep goes to a farm and goes to bed at 8 o'clock every single night when the sun goes down and never, ever sees what's in that wood line. They've never been outside of the fence yeah. or the, the the perimeter that they've been guided in their whole life. They've never seen the evil that's inside those woods. But the sheepdog has. The sheepdog knows that there's coyotes in there. He knows that there's bears in there. He knows that there's wolves in there. And 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 the farmer, he knows too, but the farmer's never even seen them, though. He's He knows that they exist because he sees that a sheep dies from, from time to time. That's why he gets a sheepdog. Now, sometimes a sheepdog will disappear into those woods and he'll never come back. And maybe he finds them and maybe he doesn't. But a lot of times that sheepdog's going out into the woods to fight a threat and he gets surrounded by three or four coyotes and he loses. But he he depletes the coyotes down enough that the other coyotes are like, eh, we don't have strength in numbers anymore and we don't know how many more sheepdogs there are. So they fuck right off. And the farmer gets a new sheepdog. And it's okay. But the sheep, the, the farmer can never talk to the sheep and uh, the sheepdog and the sheep, can dog, the sheep can never speak to the sheepdog. So the sheepdog is just doing shit all day long that nobody understands and nobody will ever understand. And frankly, doesn't really give a shit about. And that yeah. is exactly what the life of a cop is. The city mayor and the manager have no idea how to talk to a cop because they don't know what a cop goes through. And a civilian doesn't have a clue what a cop is doing. All he sees is that they get a ticket when they're speeding. They don't understand that somebody died on that road just the day prior and you had to go knock on a family member's door and explain that to them. They don't understand. They'll never understand that language. So therefore, we don't have to talk to them. We don't have to have that. We just have to accept the fact that they'll never fucking understand because we don't speak the same language. And prior to, to Ferguson... When police shootings were at an all-time low, mind you, nobody did this. There was no body camera footage released. There was no none of this, you know, we have to provide you with information right now. You'll wait just like everybody else will wait. You'll wait and trust the system just like everybody else has done and, and why we're uh, having all-time low in shootings, uh, so, you know, going from like 2002 and forward. Right, but, but what, you just said it yourself, what happened after Ferguson? Everybody demanded, the civilians demanded that they wanted unjustly, without having the numbers to back it up, that they wanted some kind of transparency. Right. We lost that war. We lost that information. We gave war. it up. We gave it up. We gave it up. We gave it up. So now. We didn't lose it. We didn't even try to fight for it. Yeah. So now we're in between a rock and a hard place where we have to appease by showing it. Like, it's almost kind of like saying, okay, you want to know what happened? Here you go. And our officers were standing around the corner. They heard gunshots, just like I tried to tell you. Our officers were standing around the corner. They heard gunshots. They came around the corner. They yelled eight times for this guy to drop his gun. He didn't drop his gun, so they shot him. And that's it. That, that he survived, by the way. That that officer, that that deputy, and by all accounts, he's a good deputy. I mean, from what I'm reading, and he was relieved of duty, or he was on a, a some type of administrative leave for a while. I don't know if he's back to work or not. His attorney, uh, he was shot in the chest near the heart. He made it. You know, he survived that. His attorney is still to this day like clamoring for, hey, are we going to charge anybody in this? Because my client was shot at by some 
dude before he even pulled his gun out, which is definitely going to significantly is significantly bolster his claim that, listen, I'm an off-duty cop. When somebody's shooting, what do you want me to do? Right. I mean, I, I still think that there are some ethical issues about bringing your gun into a bar, especially if you're going to be drinking. I don't know if he was drinking or not. I don't know if that was even a factor. But um, and, and again, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback that guy. He, he got plugged, but he also didn't listen to the commands. Just like we tell just like we say a thousand and, and one times, if you would just comply he wouldn't be in this situation. I, you know, even if you're in an active shooter situation, and I play this out in my brain all the time because I carry concealed all the time. I always have a gun on me. Yeah. But I also understand that if I shoot somebody, even if it's an active shooter, there's a good chance I'm going to take one for being an active shooter. Yes. It's very but hard to tell who's who, especially with me. I got long, shaggy hair. You know, I've got a very, like, <laughs> surfer-esque uh, appearance to me. I definitely don't look like... I, a very I, feminine appearance, I agree. You know, so... <laughs> You know, my, but that's, that's the risk you take when you carry a fucking sword, you know, like if you're a knight in medieval times and you've got a sword on you, well, you know, and there is also Eric, think about this, the fog of war. When you're, when you're a, a police officer involved in a use of deadly force, you're not thinking I'm off duty involved in a use of deadly force. And I'm standing outside of a bar and my backup is telling me to drop my gun. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe he is that cognizant of what's going on. But there's also probably a, a point where he's thinking, fuck, I just shot. So I did. I'm the good guys. How can these guys not know that I'm the good guys? You got to know. You've got it. You've you know, shit. Yeah. Dude, when you're in plain clothes, I mean, you were plain clothes. I were plain yeah. clothes a lot of times. I mean, dude, I thought about it constantly. OK, I'd war game it in my head. All right. If I'm over here running surveillance and somebody comes up behind me and puts a gun to my head. I'm going to comply with everything that they say, because if I came into my property and saw somebody just sitting here with binoculars, I'm not sure that I'm not pulling my gun at them and saying, don't move or I'll blow your fucking head off. Like it's my property and you're on it illegally, you know, right. whether I'm a cop or not. And that's just got to be something that you say is like, okay, I'm a police officer. I'm doing everything you say. My badge is da 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 da. You know, like you've got a war game this in your head that if you don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, point being is if if a cop is telling you to do something, you do it, whether you're in the right, wrong, or you're indifferent about the whole thing. Cop says, put your hands on the steering wheel. Put your fucking hands on the steering wheel. I don't know. I, I don't disagree with that one bit. I, I, I definitely, but what I'm saying is there's probably some type of auditory, auditory exclusion or tunnel vision if you've just fired your weapon or if you, you know what I'm saying? Where he's, oh, I know. he's, yeah. he's thinking, I'm at work right now. Why, right. why would these cops be telling me to drop my gun? And I'm not making excuses for the guy. I don't know that's exactly what happened. But, I mean, I, I think that you probably need to reason that out. I mean, that's why you war game. So that when you're in that situation, you've right. already thought that through in your head. Like, I already know that if somebody comes into church while I'm at church and they start actively shooting, I'm going to take that dude down and I'm going to put my gun down and I'm going to lay down on the floor just like everybody else. <laughs> I'm not going to stand there and be like, Hey, I'm the good guy that just shot that guy. Because right. when the, when the fucking cavalry gets there. Yeah. They're going to be looking for the guy with the gun. They're going to be looking for a guy with a gun. So, you know, I'm going to lay that dude down. I'm going to put my gun within arm's reach of me and I'm going to lay down and I'm not going to move unless another threat comes into that room. And then I'm, you know, and then I'm going to get back to work, but like, I'm going to lay down with my hands out and, and I know I'm going to get kneed in the back of the head and I know that I'm going to probably get muzzle struck or, or whatever, because they're going to think that I'm the fucking killer. Um, so to tie this up in a pretty little bow, to tie the two cases together, it, it, for anybody out there in uh, internet land, if you're a field training officer, these are the kinds of things that you should be sitting in your downtime talking to your recruit about. Like, hey, what are you going to do if you're off duty one night at the Denny's and you haven't had anything to drink, but you're carrying your gun because the state mandates that you carry a gun and intervene in any felony and a big fight breaks out. Uh, Susan B. Empathy is in town and she and her entourage roll into the Denny's and all of a sudden it's uh, gunplay. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do when an officer rushes through the door and sees you holding your gun? These are the kinds of things that you should probably be talking to your recruit about. Right. You got to war game that shit, dude. Like you do. You got to war game it. But um, also, you know, just because you have it and just because you can do it, doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you should. 
<laughs> Sometimes it's better to be a good witness. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen this. Uh, actually, one of our officers got his ass whooped trying to break up a gang fight. Same thing. He was out drinking two, three o'clock in the morning. And a group of guys just started fighting and he got in there to break it up, ends up taking a chair across the back of the head, splits a skull open, gets some staples and everything like that. And he said, well, I had a duty to act to stop the fight. No, you don't. No, you don't. You could have been a great witness. You could have been like, dude, I was way outnumbered. There's no way I'm stopping that fight. And I don't have any of my duty belt. Nobody's going to fault you for that. Plus, it's two shitheads fighting each other. Gives a fuck. This is uh, this is kind of the topic of the comm center last night, but it's and what I was trying to say. I don't know if I said it clear enough, but inaction most of the time will not get you sued. Action will get you sued. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean that's that's the unfortunate world we live in. So watching gang members f- fight it out and then sitting there like Jonathan and pencil sketching each person so you know what they look like, that's not going to get you sued. Stepping in. And doing something, and then if somebody breaks a wrist because of uh, because you threw him against the pool table. Well, now you're on the hook. You're going to get sued for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for that that cop and his family, but I, I also, you know, man, it, being that I'm in my 30s, I mean, almost in my 40s, uh, you know, I I understand that concept of nothing good happens after midnight, man. That's true. And, uh, um, you know, if you're at home. You know, well, it's a good time. It's fun being out at two o'clock in the morning. You can say, do the same shit at two o'clock in the morning as you can at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, there's plenty of things to find joy out there that you don't have to do at two o'clock in the morning. And I promise you, the shit you're doing at two o'clock in the morning um, isn't great. By the way, uh, speaking of things that you do at two o'clock in the morning that aren't great, uh, we'll wrap the show up here. But uh, <laughs> they have now made a Megan Hall porno film. Oh, um, where it's a girl that looks like Megan Hall and she comes in to give a guy a felony. And she's going to need backup and uh, and a gangbang ensues. So for the person in the, the live chats, I don't even remember which guy it was that's in our uh, Instagram. Thank you for sending me that video. Thank you for sending me that video. I laughed hysterically and uh, may or may not have gotten hard while watching it. So uh, it was uh, for research, right? It's not... Yeah, I definitely don't want to see that. So please don't send that to Drew Breezy at Gmail. <laughs> Please. <laughs> or his Instagram handle at Drew Breezy or his Facebook or his private account, which is Andrew Bates at right. <laughs> Susan B. Empathy at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't want to see that at all tonight. Well, I just got two fresh candles and a new bottle of lotion. Absolutely um, not. Anyway, uh, I think it was Sarah Kelch that sent me like a whole bunch of like shampoos and stuff. Um, like just a box. Was it you, Sarah Kelch, that sent me all that shit, or who was it? Somebody sent me a box of like lotions and shampoos and all this stuff. And I've always thought it was really funny. But everywhere I look in my office, there is like, there is of like the shit that they put in that box. And so people are like, "Man, do you just like really like hand lotion a lot?" Like, and I'm like, "No, man. It's like somebody gave me like 15 fucking bottles. I didn't know where to put it. So I just got it everywhere." <laughs> Oh, the longer the, the the longer the hair, the more shampoo you're going to use. Let's be real. Because <laughs> so, I was running out of places to put it, so like each toilet <laughs> has hand lotion on it. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, and I was like, you know, it wasn't until about a week or so ago when somebody brought it up that now I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it probably does look weird that I have lotion in my bathroom, in my guest bathroom. People are coming in like, yeah, to compound things, you only had one hand for about six weeks. So, you know, your your hand lotion usage cut. I had in three half. hands. I, I have a wife. I had three hands. <laughs> that's true. Oh, Sarah Kell says it was soap and sanitizer wipes and body wash. Well, that's why it burns. That's. That She's like trying lotion. to tell you something, to be that honest. That looked like lotion. Uh, no, it's good stuff, though. My wife fucking loves it, dude. We That body wash, she uses it all the time. It smells awesome, so. Um. Anyway, guys, thank you for this uh, for for Eric Tanzi, Drew Breezy, and Susan B. Empathy, and all the people in the chats. Uh, this has been another failure to stop breakdown. Until next time, boys and gals, guns up, giddy up, goo goo. <laughs>